Welcome to WWJT. What is the meaning of life? Is there any question more important? It's a question about the meaning, not just some subjective to personal meaning. When people ask about the meaning of life, they're not asking about, you know, the animal lover who finds meaning in adopting stray dogs or the thrill seeker who finds meaning in cliff jumping. No, it's actually a reason for existence more fundamental than personality, than culture, than opinion. It's, it's the North Star, the sun by which all other things must orbit. What is the meaning of life? How would we answer that question as Christians? How would someone like Mark Zuckerberg answer that question? Well, he did. He was asked. It took him 15 seconds before he gave his answer. It was thoughtful. And we're going to listen to that, and we're going to work through what the Bible says about the meaning of life. My name is Andrew Noble. I'm joined by Joel Jacob here. And and Joel, for you, do you find your work meaningful? Yeah, I think uh, it's something that's been really changing in the past, let's say, couple years where before I felt it was very disconnected. I was working on some product, some technology, bringing that to market. And now I'm able to think about what I'm doing and how it will have uh, an impact on God's kingdom. And for me, that's more profoundly meaningful. And that gets me excited every day to get up and be like, yeah, I'm doing something. And this is the reason why. So um, interested to hear, you know, like how does Mark Zuckerberg feel about what he's created and is that pushing society and, you know, us forward in a positive direction. Yeah. I think a lot of people have a negative opinion of Zuckerberg. Is that fair? Would you agree with that? Oh yeah. I think especially in like, I think it's become more polarized where, you know, especially in America, you're having these two camps, society is more polarized and both camps are kind of pointing at him for some of that cause. And he, he actually even like talks about that um, in that podcast. So it was interesting to, to hear. And I think it's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's, let's hear what he has to say. Big ridiculous question. What do you think is the meaning of life? It's such a long pause. <laughs> there are probably a couple of different ways that that I would go with this. But I think it gets back to this last question that we talked about, about the duality between you have the people around you who you care the most about, and then there's like this bigger thing that maybe you're building. Um, And I I think that in my own life, I mean, I I sort of think about this tension, but I mean, look, I I started this whole company and my life's work is around human connection. So um, I think it's intellectually probably the thing that I go to first is just that human connection is the meaning. Human connection is the meaning. Do you, do you see where he's going with that? Do you, does that resonate with you? Uh, I wouldn't say it resonates with me. I think I I can see where he's going. It's a little bit like he's um, connecting the dots a little bit too favorably for the work that he's done, in my opinion. Um, it, it's like a bit of a stretch, obviously, with my worldview. Um, but I can I can partly relate to that to say like, hey, like, um, our relationships with each other contextualize uh, the value. 
Um, you know, there's obviously another layer beyond that, which is our relationship with, with God, but with each other is definitely a, a fundamental part of that. So I, I can kind of agree partially. Yeah. I think the word connection is interesting in, in comparison to like a word like love. Um, now the word love has been misused so many times that I can almost appreciate trying to figure out different words, mm -hmm. but I think, you know, to love another, I think that's, that's more powerful, um, like laying down your life for someone else to, like, there's, there's a deeper impact to the word love and importance to the word love than merely connect to connect. It does not imply doing good to the other. Right? It, right. it almost assumes that there is a natural good in the mere connection of, of things. Right. Uh, but let's keep listening. That's not the only thing he says. But, but here's a, here's maybe a different way of counting out this, which is um, maybe a more like religious in nature. I mean, I, I always like, there's a, a rabbi who I've studied with, who, who kind of gave me this, we, we were talking through Genesis and the, the Bible and the Torah and um and they're basically walking through it's like okay you go through the the seven days of of, of creation and um and it's basically it's like why does the Bible start there? Right? It's like it could have started anywhere, right, in terms of like how to live. Um but basically it starts with talking about how God created people in his her image. But the Bible starts by talking about how God created everything. So I actually think that there's like a, a compelling argument that I think I've always just found meaningful and inspiring that a lot of the point of what sort of religion has been telling us that we should do is to create So to create and build things, the two purpose or to create and build things and to connect is kind of like what he's saying, right? Yeah. Um, the second, the second part I have to say, um, that does resonate more with me. And I've been telling you, you know, recently, I think obviously my theology on it is a little bit superficial so far, but it's, it's definitely a start where it's like, oh, me as a creator, a technology creator now can find some sort of closer connection to what I'm doing and how that relates to the Bible. And for me, that was big. And I think there are a lot of people in technology, you know, that would be listening to this podcast who feel the same way where it's like, okay, like, yeah, I create, but how does that really relate to, you know, what God um, has for me to do and what I should do um, in my life. So I think it's, it's definitely like empowering in a sense. But at the same time, I think um, it, it it misses the mark on kind of the bigger picture of just like, okay, are you creating to just create, right? Like what's what are you creating? Yeah, I mean it's an off-the-cuff answer, right? So it's it's an important it's an important question that I think we should all think through and think about what our answer would be on the spot. And I think all of us, if we answered it on the spot, we might lack something. So I don't want to nitpick him too much for what he didn't say. Um, I kind of want to think about, do, do we, do we try to create, do we try to work? Um, I do think the Bible offers something unique. Uh, I mean, this is a point that Tim Keller has made. Um, like the Christian 
and and the, the Torah, if if you want to think about it from a Jewish perspective as well, the the portrayal of God as doing work and creating and making things, um, and then involving humanity in that, that is unique. That's that's not what the ancient Eastern religions teach. That's not what the ancient Western religions teach, um, you know, like Greek or whatever. So, yeah. so Tim Keller, he says, says this. On the other side, let's look at Western ancient accounts. Look at the Greeks and the Romans. Uh, there's a number of great myths uh, the Greeks have about origins, and one of the most famous is Pandora's box. You know that Zeus gives Pandora this jar, actually, this box we call it today, and says, don't you open it. And she opens it, and what comes out? All the bad things, everything that's wrong. Death, disease, decay, and work. See, in the Greek myth, work is in Pandora's box. Work is, comes out with death and disease and everything else. Now, what is going on here? Genesis 1 is almost deliberately going in the teeth, right in the teeth, of what both Western and Eastern, what everybody else ever thought about work. It's saying work is something God does. Work is something good. So God creates. God works. And then he involves us in it. So the first three days of creation, he separates. And then the next three days of creation, he fills. So you have like the separation of the day uh, and night. And then all of a sudden, day four, you have the, the sun and the moon. And then the day two, you have the separation of the waters, and then you have um, the things that go in the waters, and, and so, so on. So you have the, that set up, and then on day six, when he creates man, um, and when he creates woman as well, man and woman, man we use colloquially still has gender neutral, but we won't get into gender. I know Zuckerberg went there too. It's hard not to talk about gender these days, but but fundamentally, you have God filling his creation. And then he says to Adam and Eve, you know, be fruitful and multiply. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. You know, be fruitful and multiply. To, to continue filling creation, continue creating. So Zuckerberg is right that we were created by a creator to create. It, it is a fundamental part of our identity and our purpose for existence is to fill um, what God has created for us. So when you make your technology that you were showing me earlier, um, I, you probably can't show it on the screen because it's like, you yeah. know, it's top secret prototype type stuff. But you know that 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 technology and filling it up is a part of what God wants you to do, um, even if you don't do it perfectly, because we're after Genesis three now. Um, so I, I don't know. I I find that aspect of what he said Zuckerberg said to be to be helpful to be a helpful understanding of of our place and our purpose of life um, I, I I don't know if you'd 
define it historically because I think, yeah, as you said, there's some things missing. Um, but there's a lot, there's a lot to be said for we should create. Yeah, no, I think like two points. One, I think it's actually fitting that we've uh, come to kind of start with Genesis uh, as a start of our podcast. You know, um, maybe it was intentional on your your half, but for me, I was like, oh, this is this is just the way it's working out. Um, and second, I think yeah, Zuck usually gets a bad rep. Um, you know, he's speaking before Congress or he's doing yeah. something else. So there's there's a lot of like negative news around. Ah, uh, this guy is messing up again. You know, um, so to hear him say something that I can resonate with and I think almost like um, is encouraging is, is nice. It's nice to hear and to think about like, especially again, like to people working in tech that there are people at senior levels, maybe not Zuck, but who are Christian and have this almost like role of influence where as they create technology and, and fill out that mandate to create, they can start to think about like, well, how do I make more thoughtful decisions into the nuances of creation? Um, you know, it's obviously very important with artificial intelligence and some of these things that have like large lasting implications. Um, but I think in all technologies and even in the creative space, like, you know, the creative economy or creator economy is kind of like a, a newer theme as more people move from working in corporate to starting their own kind of self-media company. I think thinking about how you use your skills that you've learned to create in um, an impactful way is probably like the next, the question to unpack, you know, and think about like, well, how... How does this affect Christians? How does this affect those who aren't uh, saved, you know, and work through that? Well, and you're working alongside people who might not share your perspective of what the meaning of life is, but you are sharing your workplace with people who need meaning. Um, you know, there's, there's no person that's purposeless. Uh, everybody has is is connected to to the meaning of life and and we were created to have purpose just as every product has purpose every person has purpose and i think there's a there's a vacuum right now or or a lack of it maybe vacuum is me trying to sound intelligent but um there's a lack of meaning in our world today it's like what's the point of things whether it's nihilism or whatever so you have like even I was working because I worked at a tech company for a few years. I worked in sales. I barely worked on the product team, just here and there. It was a, it was a small company uh, when I joined it, um, so I got to talk to the, the tech people all the time. But for the most part, I was in sales. And I remember talking to some coworkers, and like one guy, he he told me just straight up, like um, that you know he he doesn't have much that he lives for other than working, like. That, that getting something done, doing something good, that feeling of productivity, he really was living for that. And I think this is the, the whole idolatry thing that a good thing can become a God thing. Work was created as this good thing to give us joy, to give us pleasure. Uh, Genesis 2.15 says that God put Adam in the garden to tend it and keep it or to keep it and guard it, or depends what translation. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. You know, John Calvin in 
you know, talking about not just Genesis 1, but also Genesis 2, 15, John Calvin says, men were created to employ themselves in some work and not to lie down in inactivity and idleness. This labor truly was pleasant and full of delight, entirely exempt from all trouble and weariness. And like, that is the kind of work that sometimes, I mean, there's talk of like the flow state or whatever. We enter into that sense yeah. of work is so good. Um, but then it, if that's all you're living for, then you're missing the point. Because the chief end of man, to, to answer it biblically, which is what catechisms do, um, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That's the meaning of life, is, is to glorify God. Let's be clear with this. The, ch the chief end of man is not to create. Now, we, we create, we work because of that being a way to glorify God. It is still a good thing. But as you said, if we don't have God in the picture, you kind of miss the point of work, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, full disclosure uh, I, I sometimes consider myself a bit of a workaholic and it's, it's, um, interesting, right. To consider like, how do we thread that needle between like not working and not enjoying that work and that like fruit, um, and then kind of making a good thing into a God thing and making it into an idol and working too much and that becoming, you know, the soul of your meaning and existing. So it, it is definitely healthy to reflect and think about that. Um, and then to think about like what you might change to really uh, get more out of that fruit of work. Yeah. And I think part of the problem is a lack of understanding of Sabbath and application of the Sabbath because people are like, it's just an Old Testament thing. And for whatever reason, Christians think that that's an excuse for not obeying the Old Testament. Um, but we were not going to get into the whole like Old Testament application today, but the the fact that God rested on the seventh day, that, that God set up this structured order. Now, you know, the Sabbath was made for us, not man for the Sabbath. So it needs to be put in its proper context, but there is a sense of rest. And even more than that, like I think this sense that I brought up earlier with the John Calvin quote of enjoyment, like the chief end of man, like this is what Zuckerberg doesn't say, right? He says we should create things, which I agree with. We should connect people. I, I do agree with that in a sense too. Like community is a very biblical concept. You know, Genesis 2, it is not good for man to be alone, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there is there is an importance to community. And, and I think Zuckerberg is right on the mark with that. Um, I would elevate the word to love and instead of connect. But obviously he can't, as a Facebook or Meta CEO, get people to love each other. It's just weird for that to be your slogan. <laughs> so he's going to connect people, right? And connect people to the internet and all that kind of stuff. But like, we should, we should glorify God by enjoying him. And, you know, John Piper, he turns this around to be like, um, God is, mo God, I'll say it again. Maybe I'll just get him to say it. Um, God is most glorified in us um, when we are most satisfied in him. When we are truly finding our pleasure, and C.S. Lewis talks about this too, of, of just like just enjoying what God has created for us, the nature around us, the, the ability to work with our own hands, the 
the sense of enjoyment that we can get from work because our work is God-given. Our creative work reflects a creative God. Our work images him. Our work is fundamentally for God. So taking pleasure in, in working hard is a way of being satisfied in what God has given us. To, to work hard is to glorify God and to find a sense of satisfaction in that God-given work. Well, that gives God glory. And why would God create you for joy in him? And why would Christ die for you to have joy in him? And why would we minister for you to have joy in him? God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in him. We're after the glory of God. Even the activity of doing work and enjoying that is a way of glorifying God. So Joel, when you when I asked you at the beginning, you said, you know, you find meaning in work. A lot of what you said was thinking about why you do what you do because of the impact it can have and the good it can do to others, which is tr true. And that is true. Um, and it's good. But there's also like value in merely creating something, even if it fails. If you are creating it with this sense of enjoyment, with this sense of uh, discovery for what God has allowed you to do because God is the the best tech CEO in the world. He created way better than yep. any other has, you know, so there's good, there's good in multiple ways in, in seeing what God's vision of work is and God's vision of creation. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's tangentially. It's like, did God design in planned obsolescence? You know, obviously not at the start, but eventually um, so that like it, it creates room for the new right and the whole cycle but um also another thought i had was you know zuckerberg to kind of say these i'm gonna call them profound statements um it, it makes me wonder like well how many other people in leadership at technology have views maybe he has a more informed theological view he said he was talking to a rabbi um, and like working through his theology but they, they refrain, you know, from saying it on a platform uh, because maybe it's not wise. Maybe it's actually going to cause more harm. Um, and I think that in combination with what you had mentioned about finding fulfillment in your work um, has caused a lot of people to question the jobs that are working throughout the pandemic. And you've heard the term, you know, the great resignation. Um, and we're, we're approaching one of the lowest um, unemployment levels in the past, I think, five decades, um, where people are switching to something that's more fulfilling because they're thinking through these things, they're questioning these things, and they have the capability now to say, well, I want to actually switch into something that's more fulfilling. And then employers are having a tough time um, if they're not providing employees an opportunity to do that stuff. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of a restructuring, a reordering of uh, companies and their mandates and society as a whole and what we create. Um, and that's that's uplifting for me. That's like, oh, this is an exciting new future in, in the midst of all, you know, the, the tough things that are going on today. Um, at least I find I always look for like, well, and that's part of why I create. It's like, well, what's a positive aspect of this? Like, where can we go? and and create a better world you know like why do i wake up every morning and a lot of 
tech companies say this, it's like to make the world a better place. And it's almost like every tech company starts with that as their like top mandate and then works down to be like, well, how does this button, you know, make the world a better place? Um, mm-hmm. But it's good. It's good to have that framing at least. Yeah. Even locally Shopify, you know, I'm, I'm based in Kitchener-Waterloo. So Shopify is uh, one of the largest nearby here and they're very big on like, you know, we're making the world a better place through empowering merchants to sell, you know, empowering business owners to enable their American dream or Canadian dream or whatever it is, you know, and it, and it's, it is, you need that. A lot of people um, are motivated by that. Now, some people are motivated by making money. Don't get me wrong. They're not motivated by doing good to others. Like that's just a a personality trait that exists is um, someone's disposition towards doing good to others, whether it's mannerliness or compassion or one of those big five traits. But yeah, you gotta, you gotta think about how you as a company, you're doing good to the world and then working within God's constraints and God's laws in order to make sure you're actually doing good in the world. So what does that actually look like for Zuckerberg? You know, he he might have misjudged a number of impacts that his technology had, um, and I think he's been open about the difficulties of of having free speech or not free speech on his platform and all that. Like he's got a lot of difficult questions. But you can be a Christian and work at Facebook, you can be a Christian and work at at Instagram, and still be pursuing good, as you said, uh, in the midst of that. And and the one thing too that you're you're getting as well is just. There's an opportunity for Christians in the workplace to talk about meaning and to talk about the Bible. Yeah. Like, who knew that Zuckerberg was open about reading the Bible, right? Did you know that? I didn't know that. Like, I saw this interview and I was like, wow. I I was just interested in the interview and all of a sudden at the end, it's like, questions about God? What? Yeah. And then, like, even Elon Musk the other day or I don't know how long ago it was, but another interview where he talked about at a recent launch of one of his his rockets going out to space, he's like, I'm not a religious person, but that day I got on my knees and I prayed. Extremely stressful, I'd say, uh, to say the least. But we did. I was confident that at the time that we launched that no one could think of anything uh, at all to do that would improve the probability of success. Um, and we we racked our brains to think of any possible way to improve the probability of success. We could not think of anything more, and and nor could NASA. And so then that, that's just the best that we could do. So then we, we, had, we went ahead and launched. Now, I'm not a religious person, um, but I nonetheless got on my knees and prayed for, for that mission. And this is this is Elon Musk. Like we have some of the most powerful people openly sharing that they are that they are considering God. They are considering meaning from a, even a biblical perspective. In in Zuckerberg's case, like this this idea that Silicon Valley and the tech space is anti God, and then there is the church space and the countryside, which is pro-God. I just want to destroy that premise yeah. and, and, and encourage Christians working in tech like yourself, or maybe the two people who listen to this podcast to be okay with talking about your faith in, in your workplace. Yeah, no, I think if there's any takeaway, you know, that I had is, you know, to be encouraged to 
take a step of faith in that in that realm you know talk more be more intentional about faith talk more about meaning and to think you know reflect on myself it's like you know is what i'm doing hitting the mark and if not what what would i change mm-hmm. so we'll we'll leave it at that we'll we'll leave it with that encouragement for those people who are working in the tech space to talk about meaning talk about work talk about the purpose beyond the work and i think people are more interested in talking about <clears throat> morality these days i think there's just like whether it's black lives matter or, or whatever other issue it is um there there are moral stakes at play in what we do and it's okay to be a Christian navigating that. It's good. Yeah. And I want to I want to say one more thing. And I know you weren't expecting this, but I want to thank you, you know, for reaching out. Let's say from the the pastoral or side that's more focused in ministry to be like, let me engage with people in technology. Um, and I think like you you had almost this um, visual picture depicted about Silicon Valley being anti God and country being you know pro God and saying like, okay, maybe there's um, a, a bit of truth to that uh, perspective, but we really need to see beyond that and, and bridge that gap between kind of these like two polarizing camps that are maybe creating and realizing, hey, like we need to connect more. So mm-hmm. thank you. I'm only a drop in the ocean compared to all the other good work that's being done like tony ranke he's uh he's the host of the ask pastor john like john piper's podcast so he wrote a book maybe we'll read through it together at some point but he he talks about how in silicon valley like in that geographical area san francisco la area you have the the least amount of evangelical christians nationwide like christians are leaving that area and it is a problem. Like it, it is a problem that Christians are perhaps afraid of the space. They say things like, ah, I'm going to do a Christian company. Why don't I create a Christian version of Facebook? It's like, well, you could. There's nothing wrong with that. But maybe we need Christians at Facebook too to make the world a better place. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for another pod where we unpack all these other tangential questions that pop up. I'm excited. Right. Well, this has been What Would Jesus Tech, a podcast where we try to figure out, wigger out, figure out um, technology from a a Christian perspective, opening up the Bible, hearing what it says, and applying it to our lives. My name's Andrew. My name's Joel. And uh, we'll talk to you later. See ya. Just wanted to quickly say before we end off that all the audio that we use, uh, we will always link to it in the show notes. So that includes the Mark Zuckerberg interview in full, Tim Keller's sermon that we use, the Genesis uh, audio Bibles, as well as I also linked a helpful resource from Table Talk Magazine on giving God glory. We'll be back with another episode every two weeks. This has been WWJT encouraging you to use tech, find rest, and give God glory.